You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we're talking about being minor experts. But first, we want to remind everyone that for our summer book club, we'll be discussing the novel The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes on July 29th. So grab a copy of the book or listen to the audio, which we will highly recommend, and join us. And now on to today's topic, which is being minor experts. Having minor expertise is a concept that I heard about on the Happier podcast with Gretchen Rubin, and I was immediately fascinated by this whole concept. Mm -hmm. So essentially, it's the idea of being really into something, but not feeling the pressure to be an expert. I love it because I think we all have minor expertise in things, but we might not think of it that way. And doing so could reveal what brings us happiness and what we should do more of. But considering it a minor expertise also takes the pressure off from feeling like an interest has to be a side hustle or become a main focus. I love this idea so much. And I thought immediately of your husband. Did you? Oh, my gosh. He is. a. Although, I mean, he is. He puts pressure on to be like a legit (laughs) expert, but he doesn't necessarily think it should be like. Right. His career. Right. right. Yes, exactly. Over the past, like, I guess, five ish years, he's gotten and he just goes deep into sewing Mm -hmm. and now currently woodworking and violin. Yeah. And I mean, he just like goes all in. Yeah. Like he is like the prime example of <laughs> that, this, like just doing the thing that brings you joy for no other reason. Exactly. Than it brings you joy. Exactly. Yes. It. That's a great example. Okay. So let's go back and forth and each share three areas of minor expertise that we have. So tell me how you first got interested in the pursuit, why it's so interesting to you and how it fits into your life. Okay. So I think piano is one of the, mm-hmm. one of these for me, um, I, f- I started piano when I was like six and I've mentioned on the podcast before because I we recently um, this past year got a piano in our house again mm-hmm. and I did it all through school. So from six until I graduated high wow. school um, and my parents try. I loved it at first and I think I wanted to quit around middle school time. Okay. I think I was into some plays and stuff like yeah. that and it felt like a lot and my parents were like you can quit at the end of the school year if you want because they kind of knew that it was just like, oh, it just feels kind of busy. And then, but they wouldn't let me quit right then and there. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad they didn't. And actually, um, yeah, I didn't play for probably, well, from senior year in high school till I I probably didn't seriously touch a piano for like 20 years. Wow. And then um, just got the hankering to like pick it back up. And now that we have the girls, I wanted some, you know, music in the house and an Mm -hmm. instrument. And so, um, yeah, I just got this idea that that's, and it's so funny because one of the, one of the things that led me to that idea was needing a piece of furniture for a spot oh, right. in my house. Cause we just have so much more room in this house. Right. And I'm like, I want something like antique or something meaningful. Uh-huh. And so at first I started to just look at antique pianos and uh-huh. then realizing that some of the playability, you know, past right. a certain age, they're just not the best sound quality, yep. obviously. So just now we have like an, um, a digital piano mm-hmm. and we just love it. And I, it's really interesting to me because until I picked it back up again, I didn't realize, um, there's very few things in life that like you get in a flow where you experience yeah. that true, like immersion. Mm-hmm. And I, writing can be one of those mm-hmm. for me when I really get going. Um, but that is something I'd like to more, you know, turn into a career and have mm-hmm. a more serious pursuit mm-hmm. of. And so this is just one of those things that I can experience that very easily. Like 
pretty much every time I sit wow. down, I can get in that place yeah. at, with a certain piece. And it's like the best feeling ever. Just oh. like that where you're just immersed in it. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that is one of mine, I think. And so how often are you practicing right now? I for sure sit down at almost every day for at least wow. a half hour. Wow. Just, yeah. Just cause I want, I, I love to do it when dinner's in the oven or uh -huh. something. I'll get dinner to a certain point and then do it. Oh, that I, sounds so pleasant. I do it as like a procrastination for okay. sure. Like, oh, I need to go do laundry, but first I yeah. need to play the piano. Uh -huh. um, and are you always like working on a particular piece and then kind of you conquer that piece and you do a new one or? I have like, I usually have maybe like three going at once okay. and, and at different levels of expertise. So usually like I have one that I play that I feel like, Oh, I can, yeah, I can just play this one without right. stopping. Uh -huh. And then I have another one that's close and then one that I'm just kind of starting to work through. Gotcha. And okay. When you master a piece, do you play it for the family? Yeah. I, th I think I end up playing it even, I don't make it like a formal thing. Uh -huh. A lot of times I'll, if like if Jeremiah's at jujitsu and it's just me and the girls for dinner, yeah. I also can't quite handle the mouth noises at dinner. <laughs> and when there's not another adult, it's just like, okay, like I finish my dinner like and the, 15 minutes before they do the, because the dinner conversation yeah, is tough. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we're kind of done with the conversation. So how about I, cause it's right next to the dinner table. Right. So I'm like, how about I play you something while. Gotcha. So then I'll end up, that's, that's kind of nice. when I showcase. And that's Julia nice. is so cute, especially cause she's kind of my more artistic one and she will just be like wow mommy you play that so good like just every time she's yeah. just really impressed so it's cute that's really yeah. cute yeah. okay well my first one I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone but <laughs> I, I am lumping these kind of three things together and that is goals organization and efficiency yes um I was trying to brainstorm some others, but this really is like kind of a passion in yeah, my life. And yeah. I would say that I have a minor expertise it. Mm -hmm. in it. Um, I think I always, just looking back, I think I always tended to be kind of organized in mm -hmm. school and, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. But I would say that my kind of more, my pursuit of these practices and kind of an informal study of it probably started when I started my blog, which was January 2011. And I started with goals for the year. Yeah. And then I would do monthly goals and I'm still doing that. Yeah. And so I think just that practice of mm -hmm. making goals and kind of reflecting on, well, what did I do? What worked? What didn't? Mm -hmm. Just over the years, I've kind of cultivated that. I cannot remember the first book about like goal setting or organization that I read, but I think it was kind of like once I realized that there were books about yeah, those like this things, is a whole field of like, study. What? Yes. <laughs> then I just could not stop requesting them from the yeah. library and kind of, you know, once you hear about one or follow a blogger or someone, yeah. you just kind of get in those in circles. Circle, right. mm -hmm. And just kind of consume more and more. So I will say just why these topics are so interesting to me. I think for me, goals, like that's just, it's kind of how my brain works. But for me, setting a goal and then taking the steps to get to it, it for me, it helps me feel like I'm getting to live the life I want to live. Yeah. I can identify the things I want in my life or don't want in my life or how I want things to change. And then it feels like I have a, a concrete way to try to achieve yeah. that. And I really like that. Um, in terms of organization and efficiency, <laughs> I hate wasted time and effort. Yeah. Like I just hate it. Yeah. You know, in terms of from little things, from planning out how I'm going to run my errands in mm -hmm. like the most efficient way mm -hmm. to if something in our house, you know, like a bigger routine or something. Right. It's just like, 
this does not work right. to even like how we plan our weekends and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think that's just like, like you this, take it on as a project. Like yeah. this needs to be, yes. Yeah. This can be smoother. This mm-hmm. can be more efficient. There's wasted space here. There's wasted energy. I just like sort of cannot stand mm-hmm. that. <laughs> um, and in terms of how it fits into my life now, I'm still making my annual goals. We share a lot of those on the podcast and mm-hmm. I make my monthly goals, um, pretty consistently on my blog still. And you have influenced me in this regard, oh. like, big time yeah because i just i'm kind of willy-nilly about things yeah naturally like right realizing the pleasure and the right you know yeah that it does help you live the life you Mm want to live i like yeah and so i think yeah my brain is just kind of now trained to Mm -hmm. think about things in that way and to you know then step back and i think i just do it very naturally Mm -hmm. now um and i still love to read books about all of those topics. I will say what makes me kind of feel like I've achieved the minor expertise status Mm -hmm. is I feel like there aren't, I I don't get a whole lot of new information from books like on goal setting and stuff. Yes. Like (laughs) I have not read like a real life changing one. Like it's still interesting to me and it more just reaffirms like, Oh yeah. Or kind of reminds me or maybe tweaks it in a little way. But I, I don't know if there's any like goal setting efficiency practices that I have not heard of. Like you, at this you're point. like, I am already definitely a minor expert yes, in this area. I think so. <laughs> What's your next one? Mine is interior design, yeah. I think. And not oh, from any agree. sort of formal. I have no training. Uh-huh. I think that I have tons of respect for people that do. Yeah. It can really like, but just as a hobby and something that really like I can get lost in for yeah. a day, you yeah. know, and enjoy planning out projects and, you know, DIYing some mm-hmm. of it and picking out things and helping other people pick out things. I just think that that's something I've always loved to do. I think my mom is similar. Mm-hmm. Um, always rearranging things in the house, uh-huh. you know, even growing up or trying to, you know, find this perfect piece for this mm-hmm. spot or, fi- you know, just in, in really like creative frugal ways even. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like, the pure joy of like rearranging my room as a kid Ooh. and being just like, this is, I mean, and sometimes it didn't even make any sense, but it felt right. like, it's you know, fresh and yeah. new. Um, so yeah, that's something I feel like as I've had more control and say in, you know, where we live, it's not like right. college housing anymore exactly. or whatever, that that's something that's kind of come back as just truly, I really enjoy it. I remember um, when we were building our house, people talking about how stressful that process mm-hmm. can be and all the decision making. And I'm like, I loved it. Yeah. And like act to the point where Jeremiah just, we like decided on a budget and he's like, I'm not even going with you to the design center because I'm going to ruin it for you uh, and you are going to do a great job uh, <laughs> and just like have fun with it. And yeah. so it was awesome. Like I picked out all the tile and all of the, you know, all of that fun stuff. Right. And so this is something I really enjoy. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty good at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So my next one is cooking. Yeah. Um, I would say I just remember enjoying being in the kitchen from a very young age, like having the stool or the chair mm-hmm. pushed up. I mean, my dad will say that I've been cracking eggs since I was three, yeah. you know, like since yeah. I could like look over the counter and help with pancakes and stuff like that. I also remember... My dad has two sisters and they are both just amazing hosts and cooks. And I remember whenever we visited them or they visited us, just my parents commenting on that, Mm -hmm. like, oh, they're such great hosts. They're such great cooks. And I Mm -hmm. think I just kind of noticed that and admired that. And that kind of became, they kind of became role models in that way for me. Um, My mom like cooked a home cooked meal for us every night, but 
it wasn't like cooking was like a passion of wasn't hers. It wasn't a joy for it her. It was kind mm-hmm. of like a thing that needed to get done. Yeah, you know? same with my mom. Um, I remember I started reading Martha Stewart magazine when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Not the intended audience, but just loving <clears throat> reading the recipes mostly mm-hmm. and just being fascinated mm-hmm. by recipes. Um, I think that it was it, after graduate school living with Chris, like having my own kitchen, my own house, Mm -hmm. and not just like shared kitchens and being on a graduate school college schedule and things when I really started developing more of just a personal taste and intuition Mm -hmm. in the kitchen. And I remember feeling like I wanted to be a really great home cook, but not being there yet. Yeah. Like like hearing people talk about being able to just kind of do recipes on the fly, like, oh, I kind of combine this recipe and this recipe and just feeling like, whoa, I, I don't even right. know how to do that. I'm not that. there yet. Yes. Um, and so it's very satisfying to look back and see how far I've come yeah. and be like, oh yeah, you yeah. know, I can, I can do that now. Um, I mean, I think just in terms of why it's so interesting to me, I mean, I love food. Mm-hmm. I love eating. And then just being able, it's, it's so creative. Mm-hmm. I lo- it's like it creative. Is. It's like kind of this chemistry mm-hmm. in a way too. I mean, kind of the science I don't really think about it in that way, but you know, just like mixing up these different things. What can I do yeah, with these same it's awesome ingredients? That it like and, becomes this whole other thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And kind of every time mm-hmm. it's like, well, how's it going to turn out this time? Mm-hmm. And just of course, like the community and like love aspect yeah. around food. Um, for me, I also especially love food that is delicious, but also good for you. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite kind of new recipe or, or new food to yeah. find. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just, it's so exciting because kind of like books, there's just a seemingly never ending supply of recipes, yes. which it can almost be overwhelming yeah. because it just feels like I'm never going to have time to make all of these, mm-hmm. but it's just fun because people are sharing new recipes all the time or you're coming across mm-hmm. new sources and it's just, I don't yeah. know, that's just so exciting yeah. um, for me. Um, in terms of how it fits into my life right now, I do the weekly meal planning and grocery shopping, which I will say is not my like the ultimate expression of it that is just functional mm-hmm. but you know i think i can bring at least some yeah, enjoyment like you and have creativity. some enjoyment there with it yeah um i love to read food blogs i save recipes to try i love to get cookbooks from the library and i read cookbooks cover to cover yeah. i mean like a yeah. novel i mean i love to look at every recipe and like think about it read the ingredients and i just i find it i love so the ones enjoyable. that have like story and na- like almost yes. like memoir with cookbooks. Those, That's those such are, a cool genre. Yes, those are so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, my third one that I think is entertaining and hosting. Oh, I love um, it. I think that I, I just really, again, I think about the things that like I could do, I could get lost in right. a little bit if I let myself. Yep. Um, and that is definitely one of them. And I distinctly remember too, I think I've maybe talked about this on the podcast before, but um, my mom's best friend, her family, uh, so it was my mom's best friend growing up and she lived in Texas, but her parents were still in Wisconsin in Eau Claire. So kind of some more rural area. And they had this old farmhouse that they had lived on, you know, that the farm had been in the family for a very long time and they had sold out a lot of the land to Mm -hmm. uh, like a farming corporation, but Mm -hmm. still had like a few acres. Mm -hmm. And we would, when her best friend would come up to Wisconsin to visit her parents, we would often meet them there. Um, and her parents were the most hospitable people that mm-hmm. I have ever seen. And just like the huge wraparound porch and bringing out fresh lemonade and mm-hmm. like full breakfasts. Mm-hmm. And um, 
just making everybody feel so welcome through fluffy white bath towels yeah. and you know all those bacon and the kit. yeah and just like they were both very involved in that and just I remember even then one time we were going to visit um with one of my best friends we were going to visit University of Minnesota and you have to like go through okay. that part of the state and we had asked if we could just like spend the night there yeah. before our big day the next day so we weren't so tired and these were like they were in their 70s mm-hmm. and we we said we're gonna get in late like don't worry about right. it you know and they were like oh we'll leave the door open for you and the lights on and everything and we pull up and they have a full like cheese and meat <sighs> spread out for oh. us like the full like everything that yeah. we could need fresh oh water gosh. with lemon oh my gosh just, but very like relaxed at the right. same time it was never fancy it was right. just ugh. so anyways wow. that's where that comes from for yeah. me because that made a, such a huge um, impression on me. And then, um, yeah, I just, I love it so much. And I think moving here too, and having like, uh, you know, living in a vacation destination where if my family comes, it's kind of a little vacation right. for them. It's just kind of amplified all of that. So yeah, I just love it. Yeah. I just love it. I would and like to do more of it. And you're great at it. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, is there a way that you feel like you want to develop it further or is, is it just doing it more or is it, is it just a, like yeah, a general I was, enjoyment? you know, some of this, um, getting our house to kind of, I used to love having like big pool parties yeah. and stuff like that. And we didn't have that space. Right. So now getting our backyard in that, that part of the big goal around that is just being able to have that kind of house again, yeah. where I felt like I could just have a entertain and yeah, I have, you know, nobody wants to come in the summer and just like sit around inside. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so just having that, that space. I would round. love to get more into, I'll talk about it a little bit, but I would love to get into like Airbnb hosting and stuff Ooh. like that and kind of combine yeah. interior design with hosting uh-huh. um, and make it like a special standout property, not yeah. just like, Oh, here's the keys to our like right. random cabin. Right. You know? Right. So mm, I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my last one is, plants and birds okay <laughs> okay so um i think that this all started probably just because i spent so much time playing outside as mm-hmm. a kid my parents live have um a pretty big property an acre and a half the back acre was all woods mm-hmm. and even when i was growing up they were the last house on a dead-end street so there were kind of woods next to mm-hmm. us and we could kind of play there too and i just remember just getting home from school, dropping off my stuff and running right out the back door That's to so spend fun. the afternoon yeah. outside. Pretending you were like a survivalist oh, and all yes. of yeah, Just all on the of homestead. That. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think probably just spending so much time in the natural world mm-hmm. gave me an appreciation for it. Later in college, I studied biology and then in graduate school studied ecology. So I guess I would hope I would have a minor yeah. expertise yeah. in these things. That you would at least enjoy them, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I think two classes were really influential for me in college. One, um, an ornithology class, which is the study of birds. Just the teacher was amazing. I just remember being so excited to go to that class because it was just so interesting Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. There was a lecture component. There was a lab component where we would actually get to look at, you know, bird specimens and things like that. And then we went on at least a couple of birding field trips Mm -hmm. too. So it was a very involved class and it Mm -hmm. felt, you know, we learned the material, but then it was really hands-on and you used it. Um, And I still remember 
I just, I cannot believe I remember so much from that class. Yeah. Like that was really the only like formal real teacher, yeah, training sure. that mm-hmm. I had in it. But I'll still remember some of the, you know, like the family names yeah. of birds yeah. and things. And so that's pretty cool. And then I took another really cool class called Ethnobotany, which that is the study of the human use of plants. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so like learning how people came to use corn um, mm-hmm. or all the different like different spices you know ways to spice your food and things mm-hmm. just kind of the the origins of those um how they grow how they were cultivated you know it just kind of fascinating learning the behind the scenes yeah kind of about all mm-hmm. of those so um anyway i just i just think I'm just fascinated by how things work and the natural world is just kind of all around us. You can kind of observe it and having that basic understanding is just kind of, you know, I'll just kind of notice things like, oh, the, you know, kind of this type of plant is kind of growing in this environment or, oh, I expect to see this kind of bird here and Mm -hmm. not here and things like that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it just kind of elevates just your noticing and living yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, how it fits into my life right now, I would say it's still a pretty casual interest. Like I'm not going out and identifying mm-hmm. plants and have any kind of like a mm-hmm. serious practice about it. You're not it, like formally bird watching. No, not at this point. You're like, oh, just don't you worry. Retired Kelsey will be. <laughs> exactly. Watch out. Um, I, I definitely try to bring that understanding and respect for plants and animals into the boys' lives yeah. though, which that's perfect because that's kind of about at my level yeah. that I feel like <laughs> I can educate people right. on. Um, but I definitely in the future, I would really love to make birding a regular hobby Mm -hmm. like I could see that just you know getting a little bit better going on you know regular bird walks and things and I would love one day to go on one of these like bigger guided birding trips oh you know to like a destination I just think that would be different things than yes Mm -hmm. so so fun Okay, so we talked about some of the minor expertise that we currently have. Are there things for which you might like to develop a minor expertise for sometime in the future? Yeah, so this is kind of past and future. I, when we lived in Wisconsin, got very into gardening and plants. And I do, I'm fascinated by that too, just like how things work and how you can kind of see the patterns in nature and know that like this one will do okay here. Like there is actually a rhyme or reason to it. It's not just random. Right. Um, And I loved gardening and had an awesome garden at our house in Wisconsin. And just like that was what my summers off. I did a ton Mm -hmm. of gardening. Wow. And moving here, it was like, I mean, there is, you can garden here, but it's a lot more work. Yes. And it's a lot hotter. It's It's not as pleasant. It's just very different. (laughs) Yet it it is completely different. So none of my skills really transferred. Right. (laughs) Number one, because it's the Midwest. You could literally stick anything in that amazing soil with the right light and you're good you and know the you rain can, is gonna fall on yeah, it yeah you can experiment grow. without feeling like okay there's another 20 dollars plant down right. the drain so easily yeah. so yeah i think that i would really like to get into it more here or maybe if we had um at some point like a property up north where the climate's a little bit milder or yeah. in the mountains i feel like i could really get into that again or mm-hmm. really get into container gardening a little bit more or raised bed gardening yeah um yeah it is just so much work here i've tried it here we had a raised bed over in in the other house Uh and just like it was just a losing battle I felt like and I just felt frustrated by it but I could see myself getting back into that and definitely yeah getting a minor expertise in that I feel like that's something that I forgot to mention and is that 
my interest in plants, I do feel like I express that quite a lot by designing our front yard. Yes. And picking out our plants and so far they are living, mm-hmm. but it was, it was very fun for me to think about the native plants, like what would grow here. I wanted everything except for our trees to not even have drip lines. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need to survive, mm-hmm. but then also just thinking about kind of the more interesting desert plants that aren't planted in everybody's front lawn yes. and just kind of mixing shapes and different shades and things like that. But yeah, it is, I think, so different than gardening and landscaping just anywhere else. Totally. You know, Mm -hmm. and you probably, I don't know, I was going to say maybe you're a little bit more limited and maybe not really, but it it probably feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there is definitely thing. I think it's like a a more limited, you know, like the zones of gardening, like what can grow in what zones. Right. We definitely just don't have things that cross over into a lot of other right. zones. Yes. Where there was a lot of that, you gotcha. know, in Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. I could, I felt like I could accomplish more physically in the garden even. Mm-hmm. I could rip out a bush. I could dig. Right, right, right. Like the ground is so hard oh my here. Gosh, it could be like cement. Like, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> it's just different, but I could see still working that into my life at some point okay. again. Okay. Um, so for me, there's a couple of things that I thought of. One is painting, mm-hmm. which I have never done before, Okay, but I just kind would of like to. have an interest in All it. Right. I would love to, I think I would love to one day just do like a watercolor class or an oil class mm-hmm. or really what I should do. My mother-in-law is an amazing artist mm-hmm. and I know she would love to have me in her studio yeah. and just give me Show some you a few things. direction. Yeah. It just seems fun. like cultivating another just kind of creative outlet Mm -hmm. in that way. And that just seems kind of fun. I don't Mm -hmm. have any, um, any hope that I would be any good, (laughs) (laughs) but it just seems kind of um, pleasant. Yeah. And then the other one. So in anticipation of having a daughter, I want to be really good at doing hair. That's awesome. Doing little That's girl awesome. hair. There's YouTube for that <laughs> yes, for days. Exactly. Yep. So I think I will be watching some YouTube. That's I just fun. want I I've never been like I can't even do a French braid. So yeah. I, mean, I am starting from zero. Yeah. But I want to be able to do all of that stuff, both just from a just so she will be put together, hair mm-hmm. out of the way mm-hmm. and whatnot, but also just I don't know if that's it's something, like a creative, yeah. fun expression. It and, is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if that's something that she's into, mm-hmm. that it can be like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can show you how to do that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have a couple more. I didn't know. I thought we were going back and forth. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I kind of mentioned this, but I would love a, a huge goal of ours is to have a mountain property mm-hmm. and then to actively like list it at, yeah. you know, be an Airbnb host and preferably something we have to kind of fix up and renovate mm-hmm. and um, not Make not that own. we would necessarily do it all ourselves, but that that would be a fun project that I in particular kind of head up like with the yeah, contractors and, and stuff. Yeah. Design decisions. And then um, would be very involved in like the hosting aspect yeah. and little touches that would just make it special. And so that is like, but then we could use it whenever we right. want to. So that is a goal for sure as like another kind of, you know, income and maybe an investment and also just something fun for our family. But I would love that where I think that that would like stress a lot of people out, but I'm like, that is like, I feel like marrying a couple of my passions. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, And then the other one is, as a kid, I really loved theater and dance. I was in plays in high school and theater Uh company or theater company in high school and plays in middle school and like church productions, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I could see myself at some point like being involved in local theater somehow or even just maybe doing it more like going to more and being really more of a theater connoisseur I absolutely love 
live theater of yeah. any kind. Um, and I could see myself just getting more into that and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, knowing the different shows yeah. and people on that scene, yeah. if nothing else, but yeah. possibly auditioning for something someday. And oh, I love it. Enjoying that. Are you equally into like plays and musicals or is one your favorite over the other? Probably I like musicals a lot yeah. more. There's just, just yeah. with your interest in music. Yeah, and I think it kind of, um, and I, yeah, the ones that I've done that are bigger productions were musicals. Yeah. So it's just kind of fun. Get to dance a little, get to sing a yeah. little, do all that. So oh, yeah, I, I can see it. myself, but yeah, no pressure to be, you know, when you're a kid, you think everything is like what you're going to be when you grow exactly. up. And it's like, oh, that I feel like some of the, what, what happens with that is we end up putting some of these passions on the back burner because uh-huh. they can't be a career yeah. and you have to decide like a serious right. job now or you because you think they can't be a career. Mm-hmm. Right. Or maybe you just don't want them to be. Right. Um, so yeah, kind of rediscovering some of that stuff. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that is what is so cool about the concept of a minor expertise. It's just, it's very freeing. Yeah. It can be something you're interested in. You read about you, 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 you do in the time that you have, mm-hmm. but there's not that pressure that it's got to be any more than that. Yeah. But I think it's interesting too, because that phrase, it takes it above it the level of hobby. It, it elevates Like something it. you can genuinely invest some time and money into. And yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So now kind of flip side, what are one or two things that you could see other people having minor expertise in and enjoying that you have absolutely no interest in learning anything more about? (laughs) Okay. This is what Jeremiah and I talk so much smack about this. And it's, it's so mean because there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just so far from anything we want to do. The competitive races, particularly oh. the ones, not like, I'm not talking like 5Ks and half marathons. Right, right, right. I'm the talking obstacles. about like, yeah, the ones that have to have a niche like a right. or like a gimmick, yes. right? Like you're not only going to run, you're going to run in the mud that's right. and you're going to be electrocuted. That's I'm right. like, and we're going to throw sounds, color on you. <laughs> I, I could not want to do that less. And I know it's like a thing that people are like, that is their yeah, form of it. fitness. That's what right. they train for and they love it and they travel around the country. You know, even. I recently, I didn't even know this was a thing. We were driving somewhere and there was a gym, like a boutique sized gym, yeah. a tough mutter, yeah. like gym. Yeah. Like a training it's facility. It's like a whole thing. It it's like CrossFit thing. or other like, yeah. you know, athletic a whole it's cultural like a, thing. I just could not want to have anything to do with it less. <laughs> you know what? That's no so hate, funny. no shade yeah, to people right. who do. Right. Although a little shade, I will talk behind your back. <laughs> I just, cause that's just how I am. But yes, I are. personally... It's it's so funny because every time we see like a commercial or something online or whatever about it, we'll just both be like, that looks horrible. <laughs> just such strong dissenting so opinions. Funny. You know, I totally agree. I have zero interest. Yeah. And, and I love to exercise and yeah. work out. But for me, I, like, I don't know. It's just a very functional thing like yeah. I want to be healthy but I don't want to take up a lot of my time like I don't want to spend I don't a want whole that to be my Saturday. hobby right right and I just yeah also completely uninterested in <laughs> no that. thank that's you so on funny. all levels that's so funny <laughs> um okay I have two so let me share a first okay. one one shoes and handbags <laughs> don't care <laughs> at 
all. At all. That's so funny. I care to the point that I want shoes on my feet that are comfortable and that look good. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not saying I have zero interest. Like, I, I do have opinions on what I want my shoes to look like. But I'm very much more of just like a capsule wardrobe. Yeah. Here's kind of my sandals. Here's my everyday shoes. Here's some nicer shoes. Yeah. You want to feel like That's you have a few functional, cute options. Exactly. But not as a I, hobby. Exactly. Yeah. Like, when people are like women looking, oh, this is such a cute shoe or whatever. I'm just like, I don't see it. <laughs> I physically cannot. <laughs> what What about it? It looks uncomfortable. Or like, why would I need that when I already have these four pairs? Right, right. That's so funny. <laughs> no interest. Same with handbags. I want a bag that fits my stuff. Yeah. That I can carry. No interest beyond that. Right, right. <laughs> I don't care about designers. I mean, just no interest. Yeah, that's so funny. Okay, I have one more. Comics and the Comic-Con culture. Oh, okay. Okay. This is, a, this is, it's fascinating to me. Don't get me wrong. Just that it's a phenomenon. But this is a whole thing. Yeah. This and I, is a thing. I think it's one of those things that's so big that if you're not into it and outside of it, you don't even realize the world. No, no. That it, that it is. Yeah. Like we were watching the Lego show the other day. Okay. That Lego, there's like a. It's like a Lego, it's like a cooking challenge, but it's with Legos and it's adults who make these like elaborate. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of that. It's really fun. The girls really like it. Um, But it, some of the people in there are just very interesting. And these two, these two girls in general are like Comic-Con people. They keep Uh dressed in full. They're like into these whole worlds. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. Right. I don't even know what that is. Right. But the fact that. There's a whole thing and you're so into it and you're just two of many yes, people. Yes. It makes you feel like, I don't know anything about right. the world. Right. <laughs> it's just, and I'm sure people probably feel like that, like with football or something. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I have no clue what these words are that are even right. coming out of your mouth, right. <laughs> which I feel like I really love and I'm into. So it's, uh-huh. I get that everybody has their thing, but it's just interesting because that's one of those things too, where like, I'm like, oh yeah, I like Game of Thrones or sure. I like, you know, certain things on the periphery. And right. then you're just like, oh wait, this is not, <laughs> no, this is not that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not at that level. No, not even close. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay. My last one is true crime, which I feel like is very popular right now. Yeah, I don't just get it quite as books, much either. Podcasts, mm-hmm. probably television shows, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, I did really enjoy serial. Yeah. So, there's, so there's I will say things that I've enjoyed from the genre. Right. Mm-hmm. But just the, like the explosion of all of that, there are several podcasts that I think, you know, constantly come up as people's favorites. Mm-hmm. Like, do you listen to this? And I'm just like, no, I'm just not into it. Especially as like a, I don't think I can handle it in those doses. That's the thing. I think so too. Once in a while, I can get really pulled into the story because it is right. fascinating. Like it's a fascinating human right. experience even and story. And we just have this thing in us that's kind of like wants to watch from the outside. Yeah. yeah. But I can't immerse myself in that no. all the time. No, I don't want to be reminded all the time of how many crimes have been committed, mm-hmm. are being committed, mm-hmm. probably will be committed. Just... And the psychology behind it. Like, yes. Cool. Yes, exactly. I so can't. I'm just... I'm saying no. Uh (laughs) Okay. All right. From minor expertise to Mm -hmm. the things we will definitely not be minor experts (laughs) in. Not minoring in that. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about your obsession. Okay. I am reading a book right now that I'm kind of obsessed with. It's one of those that has, I've seen the cover everywhere Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a, I think it's probably on New York Times bestseller right now, but 
I just, it's just kind of taken me by surprise because okay. it's not what I thought it was. It's The Dearly Beloved by Kara Wall. Ooh. And this is a good sentence that talks about, I'm only like maybe a third of the way in, but I just really am interested in it. It's a moving portrait of love and friendship set against a backdrop of social change. And it's actually mm. two couples who the men and end up being um, Presbyterian ministers together, mm. but like in very unlikely ways. Okay. And like, that's examining like faith and it's a novel, but it's like faith and love. And they end up like with this great friendship, but it's all mm. happening like from the fifties on uh, interesting. and interesting how it like affects their community and just really, really um, like beautiful writing and subtle. It's, it reminds me a little bit of ask again. Yes. Oh, okay. In terms of like being real, but like beautiful. And I'm just into that right now. I yeah. don't know. There's something about it. It's just very poignant, but in a very subtle way. Um, mm-hmm. And some real interesting conversations around faith, where even if you were not a person of faith, I think you'd just enjoy it. So yeah, I'm just really loving that so far. I haven't finished it yet. Are you but reading or listening? I am reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That sounds so, yeah, really good. I'm kind of devouring that right now. Um, all right. I am obsessed with my morning smoothie. I don't think I've had this as an obsession before. I think okay. I mentioned my smoothie before, but I have made some tweaks that I feel like have just elevated okay. it to even better. <laughs> you are a minor minor smoothie expert. I might right be. Now? I okay. might be. Although I really just have the one recipe. <laughs> I don't really mix it up. <laughs> um, okay, so here is everything that goes into my morning smoothie: half a frozen banana, a few frozen cherries, uh, frozen blueberries, mm. frozen chopped spinach, two dates recent addition, mm, a mm-hmm. scoop of unfla- unflavored whey protein, a scoop of peanut butter, and a sprinkle of cinnamon, also a recent addition, okay. and then almond milk. Okay. It is so good. That sounds good. I feel like the dates and the cinnamon just take it to the next level. Like when I drink it, I'm just like, I would have paid like $6 for yeah. this. Yeah, and you, w- you will. You will pay <laughs> exactly. $6 yes. for a smoothie. I will. I, I have a problem with smoothies when it's not summertime. Oh, do you? Yeah. I feel like I don't like cold in I the morning. Ya. I hear you. You know? Yeah. I, I hear you. something warm. But I, I, I would agree. I do think my smoothie consumption goes up in the summer. Yes. I think lately just looking for something that is, yeah, just like going to start my day that yeah. has good protein. It's almost been just like, okay, I just need it. But then it's like, this is so good. Yeah. And I usually am not a straw person. Just like don't yeah. care about straws. Oh, are you? Yes. I true. love straws. I, I know. This is another agree to disagree. Exactly. (laughs) But um, I started using one of our reusable it I it's a it's a metal straw, but the top Mm -hmm. has a silicone. Oh nice. Very metal on teeth situation. And I've been really enjoying using a straw with my smoothie. Okay. Kind of just kind of mix it up as you go. I feel like drinking it from the bottom, then you don't get the like meltiness. I don't know. Sometimes then you'd end up with like this melty bit at the end, which weirdly grosses me out, even though I was just drinking it. But suddenly it like. (laughs) No, I like that with everything. I leave. (laughs) Suddenly crosses a line and it's disgusting. (laughs) Jeremiah calls it the butt. Like I leave the the butt butt of the smoothie. Of like everything. Of a beer. Of everything. I get to the point where there's like a swallow and a half left and I'm like, cannot anymore. (laughs) Gross. I know just one bite ago it was delicious and now it's gross. <laughs> anyway, so I feel like the straw helps prevent the okay. smoothie butt. <laughs> okay, I have a bit of neighborhood news for us. Okay. This actually just happened last night. So fresh out of the okay. neighborhood, we were making dinner. The boys were like already starting to sit down. Chris and I were kind of in the kitchen and I glance out 
the back door and see giant flames coming oh up over the wall. And I was like, uh, what? Oh, oh my gosh. Have you seen this? And Chris is kind of busy and I feel like he kind of glanced back, but didn't really see. And I was like, no, you really need to look at this. And he comes to look, I mean, these flames are several feet coming up <laughs> over our back wall, like in our neighbor's yard. And Chris was like looking very alarmed and it, it looked alarmingly close to the wall, uh-huh. you know, and, uh-huh. and there are some very big oleander plants. Yes. And I was just like, I mean, are those very flammable? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw someone's head kind of over there. So I immediately was like, okay, this is someone has intentionally set this fire, but we just watched it for a minute. And, um, Chris, this was smart of Chris. He went in the back and he was like, Hey, everything okay over there? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm really glad he asked. Right. Like if, awkward to ask, but also, but also it looks just, like your whole backyard is right. on fire. If, if I didn't ask and it jumps <laughs> over the fence, I'm going to really regret it. And the guy was like, oh yeah, just, I pulled is out. Is it Saw Guy? It's Saw Guy. Okay. It's okay. Saw Guy. He's always up to something. He is always up to something back there. He said he pulled some vines down and was, you know, he was like, oh yeah, they catch really big and this will die down in just like a few minutes but I promise I've got it under control and Chris is like all right I trust you although I wasn't <laughs> I feeling a full trust <laughs> didn't sense but you full have trust. to say I trust you I right. feel like it implies that perhaps you a little bit don't that's right <laughs> like I'm watching you yeah. buddy um and it did die down pretty quickly but it was very alarming. That is that is an alarming sight to just see on your back wall. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you know he's not like grilling that close exactly. to the back wall. No. So what is actually no. happening? What is happening? <laughs> so that made for a very exciting dinner time. That's funny. All right. Well, that wraps it up. All right. If you would like to find us in between shows, we are on Instagram where we are Hi Girls Next Door and we have a Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. Send us an email at HighGirlsNextDoor at gmail.com and find the show notes for this episode and all of our archives at GirlNextDoorPodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. So field trips, another, another way we're not fun. Put it on the list. Part two. I think we have enough for part two. I'm thinking of a lot of things, a lot of things I haven't said. Don't set your neighbor's house on fire. Seriously. My goodness. Contain your brush fires.